0: Okay, welcome everybody to the Grounded Guidance podcast. I'm excited today to welcome Val Seolus um, to the podcast. Welcome, Val. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Yeah, uh, Val. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about a little bit about Val. She um, embarked on a journey of self discovery and well being from a real early age. Um, she's the owner of Moonai Place in Mm -hmm. lehigh utah Um, she does shamanic energy work uh, to help you embody your true essence Um, munai place works with four processes release relate reclaim and renew which i know she'll probably get into uh, to support the process of coming back to your essential self her philosophy centers on the interconnectedness of physical experiences with emotional spiritual and energetic Uh, the energy stored within our bodies. So let's start there. Uh, Welcome again. Um, I would love to ask you first to get started. What is one thing you know for sure that brought you to this place right here and now?
1: Great question. Uh, Right off the cuff, uh, my soul, my higher self, like I really feel that Um, I'm on a soul's path of what I'm here to do, how I'm here to serve, how I'm to be in service to humanity. That's what um, sings my soul alive. That's what opens my heart. Um, Everything on my path, when I hold it in that context, in that um, bigger picture, shows me that to be true. So um, the, the really expansive parts as well as the very contractive parts, which both are important, but uh, it does feel very much soul aligned um the things that I'm called to do and how and how I do it and how it's come onto my path at the perfect timing and the perfect way through the perfect people, even though to my small little self I'm over here going what the heck's going on like I'm kind of in a moment of that right now actually and um a deeper opportunity to lean in and trust, lean in and trust life. Like I've been on the soul's path. That's my alignment and I can trust where it's taking me. And that's some big work. I'll tell you.
0: It is. Yeah. Leaning into that. And often it's like this, this confrontation with the shadow too. There's a, there's a shadow side that we're, that we're working through, um, limiting beliefs, self-doubt things that Mm -hmm. are, that we often all struggle with on this path. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to ask you if you could go back in time to the point when you realized that aligning with your soul's path was the way to your highest expression of your gifts in this lifetime. Um, and, and what that looked like prior to where you're at right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Where to even start? I feel like I've lived so many lifetimes in one lifetime. (laughs) Like there's been these distinct moments of like coming to that crossroads and making the choice that then takes you here, that takes you, you know, coming to the next crossroads and um, trusting that all of it really is part of it. Um, None of it is not it. Um, I grew up here in Utah. I'm from, well, I'm originally from Salt Lake City, but I live in Lehigh, Utah and um, grew up very religious. I was born into a religious family and it, the religion I was, well, I was raised Mormon, I don't know, or, you Mm -hmm. know, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That religion Mm -hmm. is very uh, encompassing all aspects of life. It is your complete lens and view of life. And um, I was really good in that very tight, um, container of Mormonism is as far as like checking boxes and showing up and doing the things and, you know, being in leadership positions and all the right things, right. You know, getting married, having the kids, um, being the stay at home mom, all the things. And in my mid thirties, well, I guess before that, all along the way, I was having these spiritual experiences that did not fit in with the dogma of the church. And wow. so we're just taught to like shelf it, like just put it on the shelf. It'll make sense at some point. And so I just kept shelving and shelving and shelving and shelving. And in a way it was like um, denying aspects of myself that were coming up mm-hmm. to really be embodied and, and pursue, but there was no room for that in the religion. So in my mid thirties, I was married at the time, um, we went through a crisis of faith and it started with first with my husband, um, really getting to a point where he was not able to be in that religion anymore for his own reasons and, um, shared a lot of information for me. And that was maybe the first, um, stepping Mm -hmm. off point into my place of truth rather than what was given to me. Um, was allowing those parts of me that I had shelved for so long to come into like, it was almost like it was so loud. I couldn't ignore it anymore. And then here is the mm. opportunity of really stepping out. And um, the analogy I've given in the past is the snow globe just exploded. Like the way oh, that wow. I held the world just like blew up. And then it was a free fall. And really it's when you go in through those crisis of faith and every everything has been given to you around the meaning of things and our place in it. And even who God is like it all, it all blew up for Mm me. And that led me to the next like first um, step of introspection of going inward. And I stepped onto the path of yoga. And a lot of that was centered around needing something because I, I'm such a spiritual person. I needed a spiritual mm-hmm. practice. And also I needed a way to, to connect in the world that felt true to me. And so I really stepped mm-hmm. onto the path of yoga. I studied um, in a teacher training program. I taught yoga for 12 years and I was given through another spiritual path, a different way of connecting in the world. Um, one that was the, the path of union. Like, how do we really connect inward in our bodies through these asanas, through the movement, through the breath to find mm-hmm. truth in our own way? And um, it was a beautiful path to be on. And then as life would have it, I, I guess I stepped away from that in like 2019, but along the way I was drawn to different modalities that held elements of spirituality or elements of healing. Um, Mm. back in college, I studied health promotions, um, which is health and wellness. Like how, how can we really come to a place of health and wellness in our own life? And at the time when I was in, um, university, I was also doing an apprenticeship in massage therapy. So I was really, learning how the body works like how to work the body how to release things through the body and anytime i worked on anyone i felt this connection to something deeper that it wasn't just like a tight muscle there was something there and it piqued my curiosity over the years and then i was like my soul took me to different um things for my own healing it was really through my own path of healing that has like added to my toolbox. So I studied psychosomatic work. Like how do we store Mm -hmm. emotions? How do we store energy in our bodies? Um, How is it connected into our energetic system through the chakras or through um, systems, through our nervous system, through our organs or through body parts? Like if someone's coming in with a chronic issue in their shoulder, well, we can look at, okay, where are you holding the weight of the world or where are you, whatever it is. Yeah. Like we can start to look at these deeper things. Like the body is just a messenger. Um, mm-hmm. And then I stepped into family constellations, which is a beautiful um, practice of looking at the family system and how through epigenetics, actually through our DNA, mm-hmm. we carry these family systems of wounding, of trauma, mm-hmm. of um those more like emotional, energetic patterns that are held in the family system that create the sense of belonging. Um, religion is part of it. Um, addiction is part of it and, and how it comes out through our lives and how it's viewed in the family system. So that was a beautiful experience mm-hmm. for me to go through. And then um, I studied also like energy and frequency. Like right now I'm in an 18 month long program with a mentor around how to really work the energetics and the frequency of everything, because we're not just a physical body. We're also energetic. Mm-hmm. We're, we're part of the frequency vibration. The That's the information that we're constantly connecting. And how can we work with that in a really conscious way? And um, so through all of this, I was um, finally drawn to the shamanic medicine path and it had come Mm -hmm. up in my life. I I don't know, like a few years before I left the church, but looking back at it, I wasn't available. I wouldn't have been available for it. And then Mm -hmm. in 2019, it kind of called me again. And then I stepped into like that. It got so loud. I couldn't ignore it anymore. And so I stepped into the medicine wheel with the teacher and into shamanic practitioner training and, Everything along my path was held in this container of shamanic medicine, and it addresses all aspects of who we are and how to work with energy, how to work in the shadow, how to work in the family systems, how to work with the shedding of old identities, how to really connect in deeper with our soul's truth, our soul's alignment, how to become that conscious creator, how to like... Claim empowerment in our lives, how to come into right relationship with ourselves and others, and mm-hmm. stepping onto that path, it was like every part of me was like i'm home like this is this is it, and I also know for me it's probably just one step on the path, like trusting that like life will continue to take me where I need to go, and mm-hmm. this is just something that's adding the depth and the um the container that I can draw from and to still be open to what how life is calling me because my guess is a looking back over life I'm this isn't it's not like this end point is like okay now I've got all these tools what's the next step of expansion what's the next calling what's the next thing that I'm asked to surrender to or you know come into right relationship because I truly believe that's what we're here to do so
0: yeah, and it's, it's often like the healing journey too, right? We don't heal and then we're done. It's exactly. ongoing. And, yep. and gaining these tools for your tool belt are are ongoing too as yep. you evolve and become this, you know, evolved soul. Um I want to step back to um your religious upbringing and your bravery mm-hmm. um for because I know there's going to be people that listen to this that maybe you're curious about your path, um, but that mm-hmm. that is an incredible step, an incredible bravery to step out of mm-hmm. um, that pathway through your religious upbringing, so mm-hmm. I applaud that, and I think that you are a guidepost for so mm-hmm. many that maybe are so scared um, to leave, and um, I don't speak that from a place of judgment, I speak that because mm-hmm. it is so ingrained in how. Um, the upbringing is with with this yeah. particular, you know, religion. So, um, yeah. bravo, bravo. <laughs> um, thank you. Because I think it, it, I know yeah. you will be a light for for somebody that needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. So the sh- shamanic healing kind of addresses the whole. The, the soul is like a multidimensional being, mm-hmm. right? That we exist yep. on many layers of the energy field. We yep. are energy, but we exist within these different time space mm-hmm. areas. When you are working with somebody who doesn't have an awareness of that, mm-hmm. um, how, how do you seat the body and the soul? So, there's ongoing healing that can continue to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping mm-hmm. you can pick up what I'm asking.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, first and foremost, it's meeting who is asking to work with me, meeting them exactly where they're at. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm there to be their guide, their facilitator. I really believe that each of us are our own healers. And mm-hmm. I may have some tools to help you see in the blind spots or the blocks that you, you're not able to work past. But really, my um, one of my key motivations is how can I empower you in that process of being your own healer? And that's for me through the body. Like we all have a mm-hmm. body. Most of us are most... Comfortable and familiar with the body, although most of us are disconnected from our body yes, and how it's talking yeah. to us. Um, mm-hmm. So, but using the language that is available for them and the the access way in is um, getting them into into their body. And I take I take a client through a process at the beginning of um, dropping down their awareness down into their body and holding a lot of curiosity because Mm -hmm. a lot of times, a lot of us, especially if we're looking for healing, if we're looking for help, we've spent a lot of time like processing and trying to figure out, and we've probably seen doctors and therapists and whoever, read books, whatever that um, access point is. Mm -hmm. But it's actually trusting that if we go into our own bodies, there's a wisdom of our body that will speak to us and that will show mm-hmm. us exactly what needs to be seen. And most of the time it gets our attention through pain or through mm-hmm. shutting us down through dis-ease in one way or another, whether it's an injury, whether it's a car accident, whether it's um an illness and Mm -hmm. typically is to get our attention of, Hey, there's something here that's ready to be integrated. That's ready to be released. That's ready to come into fullness. And the only way you're going to listen is if it hurts enough to disrupt ignoring it anymore. So Mm. taking someone into their body and being really curious and where is the wisdom of your body taking you and it's sensation or it's just like a pull to um, awareness, like, oh, for some reason, I'm just up in my shoulder. OK, well, let's be curious there. What? And I take, you know, into this process of deepening in to just start to bring stuff to the surface and mm. um, tap in on a mental, intellectual level of mm. this is something that's held here in a different way than I'm expecting or that I've noticed or that I've even been available for. And typically, when we go through this process, things start coming up, like um, emotion comes up or a memory comes up because the body holds it. The body, in the psychosomatic training I went through, um, they taught about the body is the wise dome. It holds the wisdom, mm-hmm. and it holds the the wise pattern, dome, like the, the wisdom broken
0: down. Is that what you're okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's approaching the body even a different way, like um, coming into right relationship with the body of what is it that the body needs me to pay attention to. Yeah. In my own um, personal experience back in the day, I was out of relationship with my body where it was always mm-hmm. like my body will do what I want it to do and it will look the way I it will look. And so yeah. I overrode all of the messaging of fatigue, of tiredness, of soreness. And I was in the gym and, you know, lifting the weights and running the miles and getting up super early. And it was serving me on some levels, but then my body said, and we're done. And I had my low back out and literally I could not do it anymore. And so that was also part of what took me to the path of yoga is now
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm a very physical person. And the way mm-hmm. my soul is filled is by physical movement and so now the things that i've been so conditioned and patterned to do are not available what's the next like way to do that and so yoga came in and i practiced yoga and it was such a beautiful experience for me Mm -hmm. to connect in my body a different way but yet that deeper pattern of how i held my worth and my body came into play Mm -hmm. And 10 years down the road, the same thing happened again. My back blew wow. out. And it was like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I, I worked with it at the level I was available for. Mm. And then going even deeper, it was like, oh, okay, now I'm ready to see that part. My worth actually isn't connected to how I look. And that came through conditioning mm. through my family system. That came through the cultural yeah. conditioning. That came through the um just the patriarchy of women like that comes through all these messages that were bombarded and so for me i got this lived experience and it's something i still work with and now like i hold the motivation intention when i am out doing something it's because it feels good and i let go of the goals and the check marks and the need to do it a certain way and it's like i'm just out to commune with nature because that actually fills my soul and so it's it just it's that working it to the layer that we're available for um and that's with anything in life like it doesn't it's never before we're ready you know and if it's coming up we can only go to the point that we're ready for and sometimes there's a quantum leap that happens and it's all of a sudden like oh and that's no longer a problem and sometimes it's layer after layer after layer. And it's like, why? Why am I dealing with this again? Like, why is this coming up again? Well, because I'm available for it on a different level than I would have been back in my 20s, you know? Yeah, that that's a really interesting point. I, what would you offer to somebody that
0: says, you know, in this day and age, it's so, <laughs> we are a get it done fast. I want it in two days shipping. You know, I want everything done yesterday. Right. And I think people with, I don't have time to be sick. I don't have time to heal. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. What would you offer to somebody that would say, I want the shoulder pain gone now. I don't have time to work through the layers of Mm -hmm. what it's trying to tell me. Right. And you, yeah. and you have people that really approach their pain from a very mental level, right? It's mm-hmm. it, this hurts. What can I take for it? I just want to numb whatever is happening in my body. It's not trying to tell me anything. It's just simply a physical ailment. Um, mm-hmm. But it does keep happening. And there's really a disconnect between what the body's telling you and how mm-hmm. um, how we're dealing with it. Right. So What would you tell that person that just says, I, it's just a, it's just pain in my shoulder and I don't have time to heal.
1: You know, honestly, I would say, okay, okay, that's great. How can I, how can we best work with it where you're available? Let's get, let's get you in for a massage and let's work on the, Mm. the, the level that you're ready for. Right. And life has a way of getting our attention and disrupting us to the point that we're ready. And I'm not here to convince anything of anyone. I'm here to access their higher wisdom or help them access their higher wisdom and what they're available for. And some I do, I have clients that I work with just with massage, just with body work, because that's all they're available for. And also a lot of times when we start working on the physical level, because the body holds everything, Mm -hmm. if they're ready, the emotion will come up, the memory will Mm -hmm. come up, the way it's been held in their life will come up. And they'll start talking and processing and working through it the way that they can, rather than me telling it has to be this way. It's like, okay, let's just work, whatever it is that you're here for. And I don't need to convince Mm -hmm. anything of anyone or any, or sorry, opposite. I don't need to convince anyone of anything. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant to say. It's, um, it's more of like, how can I be of service of what's true for you? You know, and Mm -hmm. if you're curious, we can maybe look at these other pieces that could be a part of it. And Mm -hmm. in my work, it's a lot of curiosity and it's suspending, um, the ways we have held it so that we can be available for something we haven't considered before. Mm -hmm. And it just, we have to be, we have to be available. We have to be ready. And, and I really feel that it gets, if it's part of our dharmic path or our soul's calling, Mm -hmm. there'll be something that happens that we cannot ignore anymore, where we finally say, okay, I'm ready. And we Mm -hmm. soften and we open and we surrender. And we start working in that place of um, trust that we weren't available for. But typically, I feel we have to go through the things before it gets our attention to the point that we Mm -hmm. go, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm ready. I can't yeah, take another pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm okay. ready to change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's really the Oh, I was just going to say, I, I just feel like it's really divine timing and it's, um, mm-hmm. nothing too fast, too soon, too much, too deep. It's like trusting, trusting the bigger picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder, um, I also like to use curiosity when in Mm -hmm. my own journey and try to really put on that lens when I experience physical pain or Mm
1: -hmm.
0: there's something that's pushing me forward on my journey. Um, I'm curious about dysregulation. There seems to be this, a lot of people seem to be stuck in this pattern of dysregulation and Mm -hmm. they're kind of really married to the story. That is happening in their body with being dysregulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it becomes very consuming and very, the narrative just becomes all about how dysre- dysregulated they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems very, from a non judgmental perspective, it seems very clear. Um, not necessarily what they have to do, but the perspective that might help them free themselves from some dysregulation. Mm-hmm. How do you help people take that step that are very connected to one, their story and to the disconnect between the heart and the head and
1: what's happening there? Yeah. Um, So it depends on the person and what they're available for again, right? Meeting them right where they're at. Like on a surface Mm -hmm. level, when I hear that, I'm like, A, the nervous system is is involved and Mm -hmm. working with the fight or flight system, um, there's probably been a lot of reason to be dysregulated and they don't feel safe and they don't feel um, comfortable sitting in the hard emotions. They don't feel Mm -hmm. safe in, in going to that depth. And so there's the story that gets wound around it, or there's the, um, need to numb out. There's the need to hide. There's a need to ignore whatever it is and holding so much compassion for that. Like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And where, where can we go with this? So, um, there's a lot of nervous system regulation tools that we can work with because the nervous system gets set in this like this range of what is normal and it's been conditioned through the experiences that we have and it's how we learn how to survive the the hard things that happen and the mm-hmm. nervous system starts saying okay this is normal this is what i'm used to this is what i actually know how to work here and then we start needing something different, but anytime we reach that edge, the nervous system gets kicked up and says, uh, -uh." like, we don't know what to do outside of this. Like we know how to operate here. And so we actually get like the sabotage thing come up or we get the identity piece that comes up or we get the, the deep belief system that comes up, whatever it is to Mm. keep us in this, um, this range of, I think they call it a range of tolerance. I'm just learning about working with the nervous system. Um, And there's Mm -hmm. amazing practitioners out there that this is all they do. Um, Mm -hmm. But then learning how to create safety in the moment of Mm -hmm. I am safe and this doesn't work for me anymore. This does not work for me anymore. So how can I push that boundary just a little bit more? so that i can start to create safety outside of what my nervous system says is okay mm-hmm. there's also peace that i hear when you say that there's an identity that's been formed around who i am with this mm-hmm. and um it gets to a point where we start identifying as that kind of person, and that becomes yes. how we move in the world. Like, I don't know how to do it any other way. This is just who I am. Mm-hmm. This is, and I've said those words my own self, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it gets to a point, too, of in the language of the shamanic medicine, we, we become mm-hmm. out of right relationship with ourselves, where it almost becomes more painful holding on to that identity, that identification, or that identity that something has to change. And so in shamanic medicine, we call it a shed. Like we, we really embody the medicine of, in the path I, um, that I teach and that I use is, um, Satchamama, which is great serpent and the serpent Mm. sheds its skin in order to grow so how do we come in right relationship with ourselves well we have to shed the ways that are actually more painful to hold on to than to step in the discomfort of discovery of something else and it's Mm -hmm. trusting that process of letting go of the old ways i've held myself the old ways i've been in victim the old ways i've been a perpetrator the old ways i've been a rescuer whatever it Mm -hmm. is that's giving me the sense of identity that actually pulls me out of my power and pulls, mm-hmm. um, me into just, uh, we call it the triangle of disempowerment It pulls me out mm-hmm. of my power and, and takes me to, into disempowerment where I can't change anything. I'm just victim to this, or mm-hmm. I get my identity through saving others. And that gives me a sense mm-hmm. of, um, purpose or, um, What the perpetrator is, that one can be a little more subtle, but like um, passive aggression. Like I gain my power Mm -hmm. by passively being aggressive in life to then take control. Like control is kind of at the root of it and it's safety too, right? Um, So those are like different doorways in when it's with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we can also look in the shadow realms of, okay, how is this an imprint in the unconscious um, Ways. So the shadow world or lower world, it's the unconscious mm-hmm. world, like we, we can't see it, but it's affecting us in the mental um, belief systems that we were given through our family systems, the way we imprinted on our role in the family, how I, um, like in my family, I was kind of the peacemaker. And that was my mm-hmm. role was to be the peacemaker. And so then I started getting value from being the peacemaker, which then actually came from a place of fawning. Because I was making yeah. peace to create safety, and so like mm-hmm. when you can start to look at it and understand it and hold it in different um, ways of seeing it, different perspectives, and we can go, oh, I can see how I'm doing that, and not just here, but here and here, and it comes out in my intimate relationship, it comes out in my role in work, and it comes out yeah. here. That doesn't work for me anymore. Like, how how do I how do I let that go and really start to live a different way. And Mm -hmm. in the shamanic medicine path, um, we work with the life death life cycle. Like we go in Mm -hmm. and we, we look at the things that are held in the unconscious and bring it up to awareness and really sitting with it. Is this true for me? Or is it mm-hmm. something I was given, something I imprinted on, and I didn't even know it? Okay, then how can I totally let it die? I can let it go. I can put it down. I can practice letting it go, putting it down, because a lot mm-hmm. of these things are deeply ingrained. And so it takes it takes a little practice and then really start to embody something different. So like the subtleties of being a fawner and a mm-hmm. peacemaker... They're kind of the same thing, but they're kind of not, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can see when I step into fawning, it's usually because my nervous system isn't feeling safe. And so I kick into high gear. Let's make sure everyone's okay. Everyone's all right. No one's going to lose their cool. No one's going to get hurt. Everything's fine. (laughs) Versus embodying peacemaker. Mm -hmm. It's anchored in a state of being of I can hold Mm -hmm. this frequency of peace. Mm -hmm. And without really having to do anything, I just Mm -hmm. exude that out into my environment, Mm -hmm. holding that frequency of peace so that perhaps whoever is in my environment can feel it and will start to shift into resonance with that. Mm -hmm. So they're very different, but very similar Mm -hmm. too. And it's just like, what is the root of it? Like one is held in survival how I really learned how to survive as a child. And the other one's held as a higher soul quality, a higher um, state of beingness. And they're both true. So I get to practice, yeah. like whenever I see myself launch into honor, which I still do, I can go, Oh, I see you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. Okay, you're not feeling safe right now. How can I create safety for you? How can I Actually, for me, how can I pull you in a little bit closer? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not you don't get to be a part of me. I get to hold compassion for you. I get to hold you with love. I get to hold you with acceptance. I get to create safety for you that you didn't feel as a child. Yeah. And from that place, I can come into that resonance of I actually can hold peace for myself. I can hold that higher vibration of safety through peace within myself for that part of me. Yeah. So it's just a yeah, practice.
0: That, yeah, that and that challenges a lot of assumptions, right? That that you have when you create those safety nets, mm-hmm. right, as a kid that everything will be okay when or you know as mm-hmm. a peacemaker or a fawner, right? It everything will yep. be okay if I make sure the environment is this this and this. And mm-hmm. then stepping in and embodying yep. the peacemaker within you you are resonant with who you are and allowing everybody to find their resonant match based on that. It's, it's very, it's a very powerful process. Um, I I'd like to talk a little bit about the somatic um, experience, like in the massage that you, the shamanic massage that you do. Mm -hmm. Somatic experience is so important to tapping, you know, our body, our Mm -hmm. body keeps score. Right. And it's so important to understanding kind of what is held there. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, I'll just kind of leave it open (laughs)
1: for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we go there, I just want to add to the last discussion that through the experience of being a fawner, I developed some really beautiful gifts of becoming very empathic, of being able to read the room, of being able to um, understand on a different level than what I was seeing. That's empathy, right? And because of the shadow, if you will, my gift was able to be claimed. And so that is another really important piece of this is I'm not victim to the things that happened that created that need to be a fawner. It was actually serving me in developing my empathy and developing that ability to hold um that higher resonance or that higher expression of it, of peacemaker really embodying that. So I just felt that was important to put in. Um, yeah.
0: Before you move on, I wanted to ask you about um, the epigenetics of holding, identifying yourself in a family system, right? A certain mm-hmm. way. And then being mm-hmm. able to identify yourself differently as you're moving through this healing portal, whatever that may be. Um, but in my own journey, I have felt like I often stand on the shoulders of, I can feel in my bones, some of the things, some of the ingrained patterns that I know I have brought forth through so many people in my lineage. Right. Mm -hmm. And so part of this work that that you do and that I have done personally is to like face head on and have a conversation head on with, well, why, why are you doing it that way? Or why has it always been that way? Or why has that tendency been brought to the surface and just Mm -hmm. challenging what I know and, and kind of disrupting, disrupting Mm -hmm. the, The pattern that's been brought forth because that's the way it's always been done, or that's the way it's always um, been been brought through. But that has been really pivotal on my journey for the Mm -hmm. things that I I can just feel it in my bones when it's not not from this lifetime or from me, but it's Mm -hmm. from the shoulders of of those that have come. I stand on the shoulders of those that have come before me, and I have great reverence for that. But it also it can be very disruptive, you know, to Mm -hmm. how I want to live my life and how I want to move forward. Um, And these patterns, they, they show up in the strangest spaces and ways. And, um, but we have the power, you know, epigenetics, we have the power to, to choose something different. We can try on a new way of believing. We can try on a new way of, and we can impart that change into our genetic makeup right mm-hmm. and so i think that's yep. that's super powerful with the the family constellations and identifying i i have also done that how i was growing up um i was a fauner as well that was mm-hmm. the, the you know making sure i i could read a room mm-hmm. instantly i could figure out what my space was in that room i could i i knew i knew how everybody felt before they even walked in the room right mm-hmm. but like you i've also taken on maybe not so much the peacemaker, but more of, I have deep reverence for the peace and the stillness, you know, within my body now. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. just what I carry forward into a room, not with no expectations on if somebody else is happy or what they bring to the space. So it's a very powerful
1: practice. It is. And what's beautiful is because it's on that epigenetic level, you're actually changing that fractal of energy held in the DNA. So that pattern does get disrupted. And what is carried forward actually holds a different resonance, a different availability, a different possibility. And that's not to say that um, in family systems, it, it comes from our karmic patterns, like the things that the contracts that we hold to really. Um, fulfill those higher agreements that um are part of our lives. And so how it looks for you may be very different than someone else in the family system, based yes. on those mm-hmm. soul contracts, those karmic patterns that you personally are here to work out. And then mm-hmm. you carry that now in your dna and time and space are Mm -hmm. um, non-linear and they're all happening at the same time so you're shifting it through the dimensions of time so it can be held differently for yourself personally for your children for their children and there's a collective piece our own healing is actually shifting the collective wounding that we all hold and then also on a bigger level we're opening up Opportunities for humanity to engage in a different way. And Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful ripple effect. And and sometimes Mm -hmm. we never even see it. Like we don't even know the profound effects that we have on that energetic level of the work that we are called to do. Absolutely. I'm so glad
0: you brought that up. I think that if you could take some one thing away from this conversation, it's that it's the incredible ability that starts with you that that can make this ripple effect out on so many layers energetically um mm-hmm. to your past self to your future self to the self that's existing in the same dimension but an alternate reality right um yeah. it it is yeah it <laughs> i sit here and pause because you know being multidimensional is is just something oh yeah of course we are but then when i set sit and think about it it it's really astounding right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean i i love to go real big picture and way out there but if we even looked on a a galactic realm of Mm -hmm. the dna of the energetic coding that we're holding we're Mm -hmm. affecting it there and then if you look at the whatever your beliefs are around god or or, you know the all of everything as we're doing this work we're also expanding and contracting and moving and shifting and evolving all that is you know and so it can get oh that's
0: beautiful i i just that just makes me yeah When, when i think about healing which is when you're in the messy middle and it's hard and it's tearful. And it's, you know, you're moving through emotions that aren't real comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, the healing is not meant to be a perfect linear journey, right? But mm-hmm. talking about the, the impact on a fractal level, oh, that makes me so excited. Right? Yeah. I mean, it really, it really is. um we really do have the ability to do that. And mm-hmm. um, we have to start seeing ourselves in that capacity. Yeah. Um, and why this work is so important.
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel too, um, a big piece of it is allowing it to be what it is. Like I, I know it's so easy to get like addicted to the healing path and yeah, come from this place of brokenness. Like I'm broken and I need to be fixed. And it's so not true. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's really allowing this co-creation with life Mm -hmm. to life. It's, it's a surrender into the divine orchestration of life, the divine timing of life and, um, trusting that everything has its own rhythm and, Um, we're in this greater web of life and life is, Mm -hmm. life is its its own thing. And we're just a Mm -hmm. little tiny piece of it. And yet we're also Mm -hmm. weaving our own individual thread and it's both. And I know for me, sometimes I get a little overwhelmed at Mm -hmm. the big, like I can almost get too big picture with it of the impact or like, and I'm not doing enough. And it's like, okay, just relax. Mm-hmm. Life has got you. And the way yeah. it shows up is perfect. And it's going to move me in the perfect timing. And that's my practice right now, personally, is a deeper surrender, a deeper trust, a, d- a deeper layer of letting go. Because I yeah. have been so controlling in different mm-hmm. ways. And some are pretty yeah. um, in your face and other other ways are real, real subtle. And sure. so life is asking me right now. I got, you know, like I've got you, but I need you to let go. I need you to let go. Mm. I need you to surrender even more to the point that you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't even know what's going to happen. You know, like I can't look at my calendar and well, I can, I can look at my calendar and get fear around it. Like, Oh, how is this going to work with, you know, all the pieces that are moving and money and like all the mundane 3d stuff. And right. I can get overwhelmed and shut down and then I get into high control mode or yeah. I can remember life's got me, mm-hmm. life's got me. And however it plays out is exactly how it's supposed to play out. And I get to just be in the moment. And that's actually where the magic happens. That's mm-hmm. actually where we tap into our create our creative ability is right in this moment. And yeah. all I need to do is show up for this moment. And then this moment, and then this moment, and trust that yeah. each moment is going to take me forward. And the other practice that's coming in for me is mm-hmm. really trusting the things that like light me up, that make me mm-hmm. excited, that like um, ignite my inner passion, my inner mm-hmm. um, excitement, because that's where the juice is. And rather yeah, than my old mm-hmm. way of, I've got my list of things to do and I just have to get through it, you know, it's kind of just another form of my body will do what I want it to do. Life will do what I want it to do. If I just do these things and life has to show up and it's like life is saying, uh, -uh, we're not doing that anymore. This is not the way we're operating because all I'm doing is like taking what was from the past and projecting it. Forward, And so all I'm going to get is what was in the past. I'm just going to get different (laughs) forms, different versions, different, different expressions of what has been. And I feel like where we're at in humanity, like there's just, we're moving into a new age, like from Pisces, from this place Mm -hmm. of duality into Aquarius, (laughs) Aquarius, right? Which is Mm -hmm. um, how we are all connected as one in that awareness of our interconnectedness in our individuality and mm-hmm. um and so we don't know where we're going we haven't been there before and so we have to be available in the present moment for life to take us there and give mm-hmm. up the control give up the the need of it looking a certain way and like when i look back on my life i mm-hmm. never would have thought this is where i'd be sitting yeah. today this was not the path yeah. that i saw but yeah with the perspective of today everything i've that's happened the good and the bad the beautiful and the hard the love and the heartache it's all perfect because mm-hmm. this is who i am today and this is what i'm in service to and this is what i'm available to say yes for mm-hmm. and so it's just keep trusting that like that perfection mm-hmm. of life and that i don't have to control it cuz i actually can't mm-hmm. And it sure takes a whole bunch of life force energy trying to, and that's another way that we can really get shut down is just needing to control so much, and that creates the dysregulation, that creates the lack of safety, that creates the, um, yes, really working against yourself.
0: Yeah, I, those are all really important points. I, it's hard this day and age with so much happening at our fingertips with our phones and Mm. the need to keep up and do, 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 you know, we're busy moms, we're busy employees. We've got to do, do, do. And the focus is less on being because we just don't have time to be, we have Mm -hmm. to do, we have to do more. We have to, we have to show up and, and do, do, do. Um, otherwise we are gonna let ourselves down and let our you know, all these mm-hmm. people down. Um yeah. arriving at that moment of stillness where you just simply surrender to what's happening right now and flow into that moment. Um mm-hmm. it there is so much magic in that moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So much
0: magic in in yeah. resting into that moment. I learned recently, um We don't need to take this down the human design path, but I am a. I did a little human design work recently, and I learned about. I'm a four six projector, and I learned that the the most important thing for projectors is to wait for the invitation, Mm -hmm. and it was such a confirmation for me because, being extremely psychic and intuitive, it I I get so many messages. But yeah. if you act at the wrong time, if you don't surrender and act at the wrong time, there's this misalignment that happens, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so really resting and and waiting for the call, waiting for the invitation, waiting for somebody to, you know, invite, it really became mm-hmm. a powerful practice. Um, and it's funny, I mean, the, over the course of my life, bringing stillness in and bringing contemplative practices in happened years ago. Um, But it was funny to kind of watch that confirmation because it is so easy to be sucked into what is the world doing right now that I need to keep up with or that I'm missing Mm -hmm. out on. Um, And finding your own path through that, that, that allows you time and space to just be in the moment is, really where the magic happens rather than trying Mm -hmm. to check off your list every day.
1: Right. Yeah. I actually feel Mm -hmm. it's a big part of the evolution of humanity and Mm -hmm. it's coming into less doing and more being. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the doing is rooted in that patriarchal programming of needing to prove your worth, needing to, whatever it is that serves That um, system of slavery, that system of taking you out of your power, out of your own ability to create the life that you want, that feels most aligned for you. And Mm. um, for me personally, it's a practice of really allowing myself to be in the moment and then Mm. trust that the action comes through that moment of what to then do. Cause we still need to do like, we still there. That's just a part of being on the planet, you know, in a 3d world, like we still, there still are things to do, but it's giving ourselves permission to actually prioritize play, to actually prioritize rest, like to actually prioritize yeah. self care. And the reason for that is because then we get to a point where we can actually be available to Be more who we are but if we're Mm -hmm. always like running ragged from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and checking the boxes and crossing them off and like we're too exhausted we're not Mm -hmm. even available for that that co-creative flow that can just come through at any time so um it's been a big practice for me lately just to prioritize Mm -hmm. like I don't start usually with clients until a little later in the morning, because I need that time in the morning to really have time to connect within myself, take my dog out for a walk, because movement's important for me um, Mm -hmm. to get myself to a place that I can then be the most available for whoever's coming through the door. That's me personally, like, everyone's different. And that was not who I was 20 years ago. But that is who, you know, that's who I am now nearing 50. Like, my life has shifted to that point. But if I kept trying to do mm-hmm. how I used to be, it, it would be so out of alignment for now. You know, mm-hmm. I would just be exhausted and unavailable for vibrancy and vitality. Like, it's just not my higher truth at this moment. So I, yeah, I feel I like it's it, important um,
0: that you have recognized that, right? And yeah. That you've acknowledged that part of who you are. So you can live your highest truth, show up in service to people, show up in service to people's healing journey and their own evolution. Um, yeah. I think it's one thing to, to practice these, these things, but you, mm-hmm. like you said, you have to live them, right? Yep. If you're spending an hour on your mat a day, but then your, every response comes from a, an angry place. There's mm-hmm. more time that needs to that you need to spend with what's happening right on the mat, right? There, yeah. there has to be this flow, fluid flow between mm-hmm. your practice and then the execution in your life.
1: Yeah. And it's different for everyone, right? So mm-hmm. my truth is not your truth is not mm-hmm. someone else's truth. And really learning how to tune into what's true for you and mm-hmm. create life from that place and giving yourself permission to actually live from that place. Um, mm-hmm. to me, that's empowerment. That's, um, really claiming our creative ability in life. Um, and it looks different. Like mm-hmm. it's different for it, for everyone. And how beautiful yeah. is that? Like, we don't need to be all the same. And how could we be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I really love that. Um, can you
0: talk a little bit about I don't know how to pronounce it, but you talk about something A Y N I. How do you how do you say mm-hmm. that? Aini? Aini. Yep. Aini.
1: Aini it's the Quechuan word, which is the Peruvian tradition that comes from the Quechuan people of Peru. Um Aini means right relationship. How am I in right relationship within myself? How am I in right relationship with those around me? How am I in right relationship with life? How am I in right relationship with um, nature? And right relationship puts us in this flow of exchange that's Mm balanced, that is the giving is the receiving, the receiving is the giving, um, where Mm -hmm. it's a co creative piece. Um, I'm serving my place of truth, you're serving your place of truth, and then from that place we are in right relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a huge piece of shamanic um, medicine because it's alignment. It's an alignment Mm -hmm. within. And unless we're in that place within ourselves, we'll feel it outside of us. Life will start to rub. It'll start to feel hard. It'll start to feel um, like it gets under your skin and just starts to like, irritate and and then we start to react and so when we get into those places of reaction we can go okay what's out of I what's out of right relationship Mm -hmm. and how can I shift what's inside to then affect everything outside because I can't change anything outside of me but I can change how I'm in relationship to it and I love that because it's so empowering like um another part of this is holding things in different perceptual states or different Mm -hmm. layers of truth and, Mm -hmm. um, holding things at a physical, literal level, we can be victim to something. Terrible things happen in this world and we can be victim to a hundred percent, but then when we can hold that as true, and then Mm -hmm. we can shift our perceptual state to more of the mental emotional level and see how it's held there okay what like i was saying our shadow the hard things there's gifts there our soul Mm. cultivates gifts through those really hard things and this like it takes some work like it takes Mm -hmm. some work and some guidance but say I'm in this dynamic in a relationship and my pattern has been always making it about the other person. That was my Mm -hmm. 20 year marriage. I was always like blaming my, my husband for what I was unhappy for. And on a physical little level that there were some things that were true about that. But then when I Shift The way I view it, I put on a different lens and on a mental, emotional level, oh, I was starting to learn these things, these gifts, these ways of um, cultivating deeper awareness, uh, deeper Mm -hmm. independence, deeper whatever it is. And then from another level, I could see it from um, a soul level. Well, I can see the soul contract of why we were actually in that relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: of the things that I learned from it, the things that he learned through it, our kids and what they were imprinted on and now what they get to learn from it. So it's holding at a different level and then pop it up to the the energetic frequency. Well, I can see how it served my family system, the experiences I went through in my marriage, how it served um, the collective around divorce, the way we navigated divorce. I can see how it served like all these different pieces. So it's kind of that ripple effect again. So at any of those levels, we can come out of any. we can come out of right relationship. So the work, my perspective is how do I go inward
0: mm-hmm. and see
1: where the rub is within me mm-hmm. so that I can come to that different pers- that different way of holding it, that different way of viewing it, that different way of being in relationship to it so that I can come back into right relationship with myself or the other.
0: So how do you, how do you practice Aini? What can you, can you share a tool that somebody could do if they, if they can go inward and identify a rub and, 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 and see all of this, they can see the perspective, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 mm-hmm. the example you gave was, was perfect, but what, yeah. is, what is something to move, move through that or, or, Move along, I guess, not
1: through Mm -hmm. it because it's ongoing, right? Right. Yeah. I think the first part is just that curiosity, like really Mm -hmm. being curious about it. Um, There's a lot of different practices. For me, it's like somatic movement, like getting into Mm -hmm. your body and where is this held? Like, where, where am I breast sound movement? Where is my attention drawn? When I like, I hold this focus of this thing that's rubbing me. Like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, it just gets under my skin. Okay. I'm going to be really curious. Where do I actually, when I hold that intention, where do I feel that? Mm Well, I actually feel it like right underneath my right ribs. Okay. So I'm going to bring all my attention right to that. And I'm just going to start breathing. I'm going to start softening. I'm going to start being open to whatever's rubbing there. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be rational. It doesn't have to, you don't, always have to know you don't always have to understand but then bringing that awareness to it and then giving it permission to start moving through your breath through your sound um, through your body Mm -hmm. helps that energy start to move and dissipate or come into different awareness or come into a different expression and it may take a while so it's also like this patience with it of you know I'm okay I'm okay with this being uncomfortable for a while. And that's practice too, right? Especially for us pleasers like we want everything to be fine all the time. But um mm-hmm. it may be okay that it feels uncomfortable for a while and then if we get to that like place that we just get stuck, there's so many amazing practitioners that can help guide into that blind spot because it might be something that you can't access on your own. It may be held mm-hmm. in the the subconscious realm that just needs some help getting teased up. Um, and you'll know it's like trusting yourself, trusting that part mm-hmm. of you that holds the wisdom that, that deeper um, inner physician, they call it in sacral therapy, that inner mm-hmm. physician, that inner guide, that inner wise one. They'll t- like, if you're open for it, it'll come, it'll come and you'll mm-hmm. feel it and you'll go, Oh, that's what I need today. I actually need mm-hmm. to go for a long walk in the woods and sit under the tree by the stream and just be present here. Or I need to go get on my mat or I need to actually just take a half day off of work and let myself be in bed. Like whatever it is, like the answers will rise from inside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Is that the focus of shamanic, the shamanic healing that you do that, that our bodies are innate um, healers? And that it's, it's about realigning the path of the body into a homeostasis space to connect and heal.
1: Yep. And like in anything, it's like that, it's always going around the wheel. Like it's always, it's always being available for that next layer, that next, um, right relationship whether it's with ourselves or with the other and then being available for those higher aspects to come in as we work with the the density the heaviness the things that we've Mm -hmm. held as we work with that and release it then we're actually more available for more soul to come in more Mm -hmm. of those higher frequencies to be embodied Um, but we gotta work with the blocks we gotta work in the shadow we've gotta sit in the Mm -hmm. uncomfortable we've got to I feel it's learning how to hold a lot of compassion for those parts of us mm-hmm. that are hurting, mm-hmm. um, and how to soften in, and how to reclaim ourselves even there. Like how how do I even love this? How the, those unlovable pieces. How do I love even this? Um, and that's wholeness. Like that's wholeness. It is mm-hmm. all all of it is contained in what I believe the everything, all of everything, (laughs) like there's nothing that's not (laughs) divine. Yeah. And it's learning how to be holding compassion for those parts of us that are the rub. Right. So Mm -hmm. if we go in like really wanting Mm -hmm. to fight it, I think we'll just get more of it. But my experience is the more we can soften into it and open up to it and feel what needs to be felt and that doesn't mean that we need to go back into trauma it just means there's right. something there being held somewhere in our body that just needs some expression and it could be tears it could be words it could be laughter it could be dance it could be movement it could be anything but just being available for it and holding it in this place of compassion um, mm-hmm. that you get to be here too you're a part of me and you get to be here too and I mm-hmm. I really feel like that's another aspect of moving into the age of Aquarius is also claiming all parts of ourselves, not holding ourselves in duality anymore. Of uh, This is right. of God and this is not acceptable. It's actually, it's all divine. The divine is everywhere and everything like there's nothing that's not divine. It's in the profane and the profound. And how do mm-hmm. I claim all parts of me? So from mm-hmm. that place I can be of the highest service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I'm, I'm not judging it outside of me.
0: <laughs> 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 like I went to church.
1: <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> no pun intended. Like... <laughs> so I get so passionate about it. Like I'm all flushed, but yeah. I just, oh, I love it's it. It's something I really get excited about. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, what really sat with me was the rub. That's how I feel it in my body. Right, mm-hmm. and that's when I really try to bring awareness to w- what it what is that rub, right? And there, I am not perfect. I don't do it real well a lot of days, um, but it really has been an eye opener on my journey to mm-hmm. to just kind of step back and see see in the moment what is rubbing. And usually, it's after the fact. I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to maybe approach that a little different next time, or have. And it's, it is hard. I mean, it sometimes takes 15 times with one issue, right? That just keeps, but like you said, you can't meet the rub with more rub because then you create a lot of friction, right? So softening into that is so important. It's so important. And it's so necessary that Mm self-compassion, right? The, the holding ourselves in a space that we, we don't have to be perfect or not perfect, right? We are not mm-hmm. perfect beings, and that is perfectly perfect, right? It's <laughs> just the way we're designed. Um, mm-hmm. Some would say the other way. Some would say we're perfect and divine just the way we are. And but um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting journey. Um, yeah. So how can people how can people find you, Val?
1: The best way is come to my website. Um, I've mm-hmm. It's com, And I just wanted to share, you'll see it on my website. Moonai is a Quechuan word for the totality of love. And so mm-hmm. the frequency of my business is how do you come into that place within yourself? How do you really feel see claim that you are the totality of love that is your divine essence exactly as you are not in some like future self but in this moment and from that place um come deeper into that more authentic expression of who you are that deeper claiming of who you are like you said perfectly imperfect and Mm -hmm. then in that state of being you take that frequency out into the world, that sense of wholeness, like that sense of um perfect right now and and if there's some things that are rubbing that just do not feel good, let's look at it and how and what needs to be integrated, what needs to be embodied, what needs to be seen with new eyes, what needs to come into Aini, into a deeper sense of right relationship. So come to my website, MunaiPlace.com. I've got a place there you can schedule a free consultation and we can have a chat. I have some services that I offer. Um, Some are in office. I do um, a shamanic massage, which we approach it from both energetics and body work, which is a beautiful thing. And then also I do remote sessions because time and space work outside of, um, needing to be together, right? We can, we can work outside of time and space. That's what I was trying to say. And so I have some shamanic sessions that I offer. And then my newest um, awareness around it is how important integration work is, because Mm -hmm. we can go have a really amazing healing session. And then unless we embody the change, Mm -hmm. unless we really integrate the piece that we're working with, nothing changes. And we just go back to life as normal. And then we go, wait a minute, why is this happening? I thought I just had this really amazing session. Well, something just didn't get integrated. So my integration packages are designed to help support people um, through either a month month long process, or we do a deeper dive into three months, um, which There's some flexibility around that as as far as like the time around it because healing takes the time that it takes but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in those integration packages i offer support through um we do a shamanic session to kind of tease out what is what we're working with what needs to be embodied and then we'll meet weekly for an hour call or an hour face to face to see what's coming up like what now Mm -hmm. that i am really wanting to integrate this into life Where are the challenges and how can I support you in deepening in? Um, Also, daily practice is really important in embodiment Mm -hmm. work, because unless we really bring it into the way we move, the way we behave in life, nothing changes. So um, Mm -hmm. I offer like a daily um, specific to you what came through your um, session Um, I'll record like a journey or a meditation or a somatic movement practice to really deepen you into that embodiment work. Mm. Um, So those are on my uh, website as well. And then I I am on Instagram and Facebook. I have a love-hate relationship with social media. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm starting to put a little more content out um, just so people get to know me and my work. Um, But really like, if you're feeling drawn to me, set up a call and let's have a conversation and see if we're a good fit. And if mm-hmm. not me, I love networking and I've got different like practitioners that I love to also, um, you know, collaborate with and, and cross, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Recommend, you know, I've mm-hmm. got a. have I know a lot of people that, could be available. If it's not, were a good fit, then I, I'm pretty sure I could probably direct you to something that might be more that's wonderful. in alignment. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I have to acknowledge the integration work. I think that's, um, such a pivotal piece. I I've seen so many people take the ayahuasca journey, um, you know, to Peru or some Costa Rica or somewhere, cause it's so enticing and then mm-hmm. they are it, I don't mean to laugh, but they're they're so rudely awakened when when the integration they, they just really fall fall mm-hmm. hard, right? Because mm-hmm. it breaks them open, but the integration is not there to support their process. So
1: yeah, I um and, yeah I
0: I see that, and I appreciate that that component of it.
1: Yeah, it actually can. Um really upend your world and create Mm -hmm. a lot of problems. So I will throw that out. Like if you are doing um, plant medicine, like the plant medicine world is an amazing ally to work with. And if you need help integrating what comes through, this is a good path to be on to help Mm -hmm. um, really embody and bring it down from those astral realms, from those high, like those really big perspectives and bring it into okay, how, how does it want to be in my system? How does it live inside of me? So I would, I would definitely um, recommend this work for people that are working with plant medicine, um, both to prepare Mm -hmm. before plant ceremony so that you can really clear your field to get the most out of it and be available for whatever the plant is there to teach you. And then also post to really help integrate the work after, um, without the integration, yeah, point. It, life can yeah. really get wonky.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It seems very trendy, but it it's very, it's very powerful and, and the tool mm-hmm. is there and very powerful for, for people. But sometimes I yeah. feel like it doesn't come with the proper disclaimer, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or just understanding either of really what you're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so to wrap
0: up our beautiful conversation today, thank you for, for your time. Um, yeah. What, uh, I'd like to ask all of my guests, what is your unique, uh, parting wisdom for our community? And we'll,
1: hmm. we'll wrap there. That's a good question. I would say, um, really practice trusting yourself, practice hmm. coming into that place of trust, with how you're feeling, um, trust in even how you're thinking, being, getting curious around the rubs, getting curious around, um, those patterns and the things that are coming in that just don't feel good to you. And then open up to life to show you the way forward, you know, um, that's part of it. The other piece is, just take the time to relax, take the time to take care of yourself, take the time to trust deeper into life, whatever that looks like for you. Like what is that truest expression for you? And give yourself permission to live from that place. Yeah. Mm. At least that's my Beautiful. practice right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. We uh we can embody what we teach, right? Or what we can we can teach what we embody. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That's where it's most powerful, actually, I feel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Val.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Karen. It was so great to be here.